Dateline, 23rd of October, 2011. Well, g'day, folks, and welcome back to the Australia Desk for episode 170. Grant, what a glorious day here in Melbourne. Oh, it's been absolutely brilliant, mate. I've been uh, at a community fair with a balloon. We had it inflated and letting people see it, but uh, just as we're getting ready to give people rides, the wind's picked up and we had to pull it down. It uh, it was absolutely still when we started, but uh, the wind's picked up pretty quickly. So we hung around and fired the burners occasionally and spoke to people. Very busy crowd just north of Essendon Airport. Absolutely brilliant day. Very draining, though, in the heat. Meanwhile, I've been at home listening to this. Can you hear that, Grant? I can't even hear the crickets. Oh, serenity. Oh, peace and quiet. The kids have been away. The wife's been away with them. Oh, so quiet here in the Vischer household. These are the sounds of silence. Oh, yes, yes. I, I do love my family, but uh, boy, I, I love the serenity just for 24 hours. I knocked off six episodes of Mad Men last night, Grant. Well done, dude. It sounds like some serious me time. Let's not do too much about the Qantas uh, politics. Please, no. It's basically management are getting crazier. The government is trying to propose changing legislation to uh, keep Qantas Australian. Virgin is putting on 120,000 plus seats to replace the 88,000 seats that Qantas says it's had to remove due to grounding 737s and 767s, which incidentally were antique aircraft. Well, not antique, but they're pretty old. Pretty funny, so, actually. They uh, they pulled a media stunt this week where they displayed uh, two 737s, uh, Tango Juliet Foxtrot and Tango Juliet Oscar. Uh, those actual aircraft are uh, 400 series. In fact, they're 476s, which uh, for the more uh, aircraft uh, spotting tragic amongst you might note is actually not a Qantas build code. They're Australian Airlines uh, aircraft originally. That's how old they are. Wow. They actually displayed those aircraft and said, look, we're grounding them, but they'd already been sold. And uh, what they didn't happen to mention is that uh, one of their replacement aircraft arrived the same day, and they did, didn't mention that in the media. I thought that no, was a bit, of a, a bit of a mistake on the uh, Qantas media, perhaps. But anyway, cool. let's move on. Grant, can you hear that sound in the background? Oh, man, that sounded like something wonderful that I was really upset I couldn't get to. It was Super Hornet City this week, in fact, up there in Queensland at RAF Base Amberley and all around the Brisbane Gold Coast area as the final four of the Order of 24 Super Hornets uh, arrived here in Australia to take up service with Number 1 and Number 6 Squadron. That's right, mate. They uh, put 16 Super Hornets in the air, uh, took off from uh, RAF Base Amberley, formed up and went out over uh, Morton Island and then headed south to uh, Tweed Heads. Then they turned out into the ocean and uh, flew up north to uh, meet the last four as they came in to Australia. Uh, that was off Noosa Heads. And then they flew down the coast to Brisbane. There was six, a six-ship element, a six-ship element, and then two four-ship elements, one behind the other. Uh, so all flying like that. And uh, there was a hawk just uh, flying formation off to the side, getting some footage of it all. And, uh, yeah, they flew down over Brisbane, out in, inland a bit over Ipswich, and then landed at Amberley where there was a uh, welcoming ceremony and a um, handling display. So so uh, unfortunately, despite various groups of the RAAF and the and the Australian Defence Force all taking pains to make sure that Steve and I knew that this was happening, uh, and boy, did we know it was happening, we got about seven different invites, I think. Now, we've got a bit of smack talk from our historian this week, Grant, as he pointed out that 16 Super Hornets in the air represents <coughs> two-thirds of the force <laughs> for our entire Air Force. Well, that's true. These aircraft have been brought in to replace the F-111s, which were retired about this time last year. And interestingly, Grant, two of those aircraft were piloted by some uh, very senior Air Force officers. Officers, 
In fact, for the last leg from Townsville down to Amberley, Super Hornet A41-222 was flown by the Chief of Air Force, which is uh, Air Marshal Jeff Brown, and uh, A41-224 was piloted uh, all the way across uh, from the US, actually, by the outgoing Commander of 82 Wing, which is the uh, wing that oversees 1 and 6 Squadron. That's Group Captain Steve Robertson, who, Grant, we have met. Indeed. We've had a chat with him a few times. He's a pretty cool guy. And, uh, yeah, absolutely wonderful. It was actually 20 aircraft in the air once the other four formed up. There was a 20 Super Hornet formation. And, yes, somebody did point out we can probably see that many in the circuit at one of the Navy bases. Rada, rada, rada. Yes, you guys are so wonderful. Yes, you have more aircraft than us. Hey, give us some slack. This is us. This is big. You know, this is Australia. We're a huge country, but we haven't got a lot of aircraft. Looks like also, Grant, that the RAF is considering uh, taking up the option of uh, converting some of those aircraft to the growler spec. And uh, you might remember about six months or so ago that uh, David and I had uh, quite a detailed chat about that. Some of the uh, last few of these, uh, this order of 24, have actually been pre-wired to uh, be uh, converted to the EA-18G growler spec uh, if the government requires it sometime in the future. And it uh, right. looks like they are considering that now, Grant. Yeah, they are They are seriously considering it. They, they had them fully internally plumbed so that all the data buses and uh, points are all ready to go on the hard points and so on on the wings. And uh, seeing as David was uh, smack-talking us this week, uh, well, we're going to punish him, Grant. Let's talk about tankers. Oh, did you say, what, a tanker? Yes, we reported a couple of weeks ago that the uh, RAF's former fleet of uh, Boeing 707 tankers had been purchased by Omega Tanker, and uh, actually uh, one of those aircraft, in fact, had been uh, noted doing some uh, some engine run-ups there at uh, RAF Base Richmond up there near Sydney. Well, uh, Grant, uh, those aircraft look like they're on their way to the States. That's right, mate. It was three of them, and uh, a couple of them have already gone, but the third is just getting a rudder trim tab repair done, and then they will be taking off, uh, heading to the US via Pago Pago and Hawaii. Good to see those aircraft back in the air. They are very, very old. In fact, they're former Qantas uh, Boeing 707-338Cs, and they're being replaced by the KC-30A MRTTs. And, mate, one last piece before we go is that in addition to considering the growlers, the uh, government has uh, produced a non-binding, non-committal request for pricing and availability of a C-27J purchased by the RAAF. This is to finally replace the Caribous. Uh, The RAF have been trying to replace the Caribous for a very, very long time, the Air 8000 Phase 2 Battlefield Airlifter Project. The Caribous were retired in December 2009, and uh, apparently this project's been going in one way or another for over about 20 years, but uh, maybe it looks like they're coming down to the uh, C-27J, the baby Hercules. Absolutely. Made by Alenia. I believe they're an Italian company, Grant, aren't they? Yes, that is correct. Uh, The other aircraft is the Casa 295 from Spain. Yeah, it's not a bad aircraft either, but the the benefits that the C-27J have include fuselage compatibility with the C-130, allowing uh, pallets and so on to come straight off a C-130 and go into a couple of C-27s for uh, distribution out to remote points. No need to break up a pallet into other pallets that will fit inside a smaller airframe. It's also pretty rugged. It's also got a very similar cockpit layout, and uh, it can also barrel roll and do other silly things, which uh, really had me going, wow. Oh, they're not silly things. We saw them in Avalon this year with with the pilot there doing barrel rolls in this baby Hercules. It was absolutely stunning and uh, I know it actually granted shares uh, common engines with the C-130J uh, which would be good because uh, potentially you could uh, cross-train crews into both types I guess particularly if the cockpits are, uh, have got a similar uh, layout. The other thing that I uh, note here in this article that we're reading on Australian Aviation is that the RAF is uh, considering uh, a replacement now for the uh, fleet of C-130Hs which are uh, getting on a bit in years and uh, mm-hmm. 
Maybe that just means they'll buy more Hercules. My favourite aircraft, by the way. Yeah, well, I mean, wouldn't be too bad to go and have a few more Js, but maybe a few C-27s for the bottom end, another couple of Js for the middle, and <gasps> maybe another, you know, C-17. Yay, yay. We, we could always use more C-17s here, absolutely. Well, that's everything we have for you on this week's Australia Desk. We'll be back next week for episode 171. Until then, I'm Steve Vischer. And I'm still Grant McCarran. Are you still Grant McCarran? I think I have been for a while now. Yeah, that's amazing. Cheers, folks.